We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for July 9th, 2017. And today, the main subject we're going to be covering, although we are going to be looking at a few different things, is the whole fervor about this Revelation 12 sign, what will happen on September 23rd, 2017. I've gotten a lot of um, requests from my listeners to do a study on this. And I'm getting more and more confirmation that I needed to do this. So <clears throat> the first report, and we're going to look at this from a few different angles. The first report is from um, Answers in Genesis from a Dr. Danny R. Faulkner. He put this report out on May 1st, 2017. Obviously, I'm going to be commenting along the way, putting in my two cents as well. Uh, just to look at this and, and see if this is biblical because that's all i really care about can we match this up with the bible is it possible to to reconcile this with scripture because that's the first thing i ask myself whenever i hear any prophecy or thing like this and there has been a ton of this as of late as we move further and further into the end times you every year you see another list of prophecies the 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 blood moons and and this and that and and it just never ends and it seems to be increasing the bible has a lot to say about that as well particularly regarding the end times so <clears throat> this starts out by saying recently at answers in genesis we've begun to getting inquiries about a supposed event of great prophetic significance on september 23rd of this year many videos on the internet are promoting this on this date the sun will be in the constellation virgo the Virgin, along with the moon near Virgo's feet. Additionally, Jupiter will be in Virgo, while the planets Venus, Mercury, and Mars will be above and to the right of Virgo in the constellation of Leo. Some people claim that this is the very rare event allegedly only occurs every 7,000 years and that it supposedly is a fulfillment of a sign of the sign in Revelation 12. And Revelation 12, 1 through 2, and we'll just go ahead and read that out of the KJV. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cry, travailing in birth, in pain to be delivered. So we have here a woman, Virgo, in the sky, in the heavens, along with the sun and the moon at her feet. And what about the twelve stars? Virtually all the websites promoting the prophetic sign state that there are nine stars in Leo. But with the addition of three planets, which appear as bright stars, although they're not, uh, there are 12 stars. Doesn't mean a star is a star, a planet's a planet. Okay, so anyway, since Leo is to the upper right of Virgo's head, one might see this as a crown of 12 stars. <clears throat> Though these 12 stars will be far above Virgo's head, and again, three out of the 12 aren't even stars at all. Many of the videos that discuss this have various embellishments such as trying tying this event to the rogue planet Nibiru or the tetrad of, of total lunar eclipses in 2014 and 2015 i've even i've previously written about these two subjects and found them wanting now you can see you can click on the link i give you or this particular gentleman uh, if you want to see more of his writings so we ought to be wary about this one too let us examine the claims <clears throat> So first, there's nothing particularly unusual about the sun appearing in the constellation Virgo. As we orbit the sun each year, the sun moves 
the sun appears to move through the 12 constellations of the zodiac, spending about a month in each one. The month that appears in Virgo is around the time of the autumnal equinox from mid-September through late October. <clears throat> this is how I believe you know people are born under a particular constellation and you're, okay, what are you, a Pisces, a Virgo, or a Libra? That's, I believe that has everything to do with what we're talking about right now. Now, again, we're, we're cautioned in the Bible heavily. <clears throat> Astronomy is one thing. Astrology is another. So you don't want to obviously, you know, reading your horoscopes and things of this nature are unbiblical and they are uh, things that are forbidden in the Bible. Okay, that we, we're not supposed to govern our lives through astrology, which is falls into the realm of divination and witchcraft in the Bible, which the Bible clearly condemns. Okay, it's, it's all part of that whole thing. So be very cautious about that. And I've, I've talked a lot about that in, in previous teachings, just key in witchcraft in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've talked a lot about that. So let's go for, further here. <clears throat> um, I'll just repeat the last sentence. The month that the sun appears in Virgo is about the same time as the autumnal equinox from mid-September through late October. Uh, nor is unusual to find the moon near the feet of Virgo. The moon takes... 27 and one-third days to orbit the earth with respect to the stars therefore for a day or two each month the moon appears near the feet of virgo i keep mentioning the feet of virgo although i am very familiar with virgo i've never been able to see a woman in the sky there so i can hardly pick out what is supposed to be what is supposed to be her feet and i seriously doubt anyone else can either meaning if you were just to look up in the skies this would not be apparent to you with the naked eye you would have to have probably a, a telescope and and know exactly what you're looking for in order to pick up on this stuff meaning it wouldn't be a sign that would be apparent to the masses to maybe the stargazers and prognosticators and, and the people that are into astrology and things of the or, or in, in in astronomy i'm not saying they wouldn't either yeah you could pick that out but it's not going to be apparent really to the masses um <clears throat> so he goes on to say um so i can hardly pick out what is supposed to be her feet and i seriously doubt anyone else can either therefore for a day or two um each september october the sun appears in virgo with the moon at her feet so this is not remarkable this year's event has attracted much more attention than previously though so why is this year so different it was more than 15 years ago that i first heard the suggestion that this annual event might be a fulfillment of revelation 12 in some particular year so again we've got the whole the rapture is going to be on rosh hashanah the this and that and, and these are things that get rehashed over and over and over again it seems like this particular gentleman saying it was more than 15 years ago that i heard the suggestion that this annual event might be a fulfillment of revelation 12 in some particular year so this isn't anything new this is just this particular year's rehashing of this particular theory. Since then, interest in this idea has increased, and some people speculating or even predicting that this is the year, only to forget about it when nothing significant transpired before moving on to next year's occurrence. Now, this rings so true to me because I came out of the charismatic movement. Hardcore charismania. Pentecostal into charismania. 
was one of the various things that God took me through to just, I, I really think at some point to start a ministry so that I could help other people. And if you want to know more about that, just key in Pentecostal or charismatic, charismania, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done a lot of studies. I've done a whole series on Todd Bentley um, and how I believe the Lord used myself and a listener of mine to go there and pray and that whole false movement was shut down within a week of us going to where he was now i'm not saying other people weren't praying but it was rather miraculous what happened anyway i've had a lot of experience with this i've had a lot of experience with being in charismania where someone would come up to you and say oh brother johnson i have a word of the lord for you you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that and you need to do this now and you're gonna be a mighty man of god you do mighty exploits and all this other stuff a lot of ear tickling stuff and a lot of times I would act on what they were supposedly, what they were telling me, not supposedly, but what they were telling me to do. And I cannot ever remember one time when I acted on it where it wasn't a disaster. So in other words, they really weren't hearing from God. You got, in the charismatic circles, in the Pentecostal circles, a lot of the, the prop prophetic movement is probably much more prevalent in those circles than it would ever be at like a Baptist church. Okay, um, which I went into most hardcore Baptist, independent, fundamental, King James only, non or, or KJV, uh, unincorporated Baptist movement after Charismania. So that's the opposite extreme of it. I've went into both. Went to a Lutheran middle school, Catholic high school. Grew up in a totally new age household with my mom being into yoga hugely, gigantically. Very, very secular. I mean, I've, I've been exposed to a lot of different stuff over the years. Uh, so I kind of got, I have a very, very broad perspective on this particular subject. And, and I know that within the charismatic circles in particular, you have a lot of this um, <clears throat> supposed prophetic anointing or whatever they want to call it. The vast, vast, vast majority of what I observed in the prophecies, in these churches, was 100% false. Now, Deuteronomy 18 clearly defines that if a prophet is of God, then he's got to get it right every single time, all the time. Not 60%, not 90%, 100%. And then if he's not getting it right, well, what was the punishment in the Old Testament? Well, they took him out and they stoned him. They killed him. Because he wasn't, you know. Or... If the prophet, even if he got it right, but if what he told you was not lining up with scripture or pulling you away from God, then you still stoned him. And that's a few chapters forward where it talks about that in Deuteronomy. So you got to get it right all the time and it's got to line up with the word of God. Okay, I, I believe there's certain things in the Old Testament that are just as true today as there are you know is that granted all the ceremonial stuff you got to wear your beard a certain way you got to plow your field you, you, you know you got to do all these ceremonial things exactly like they did in levitical old testament law well no i don't believe that applies particularly to gentiles that are saved okay jews could make a case for it i get that you could debate that all day long but i'm talking i'm talking about things of this nature where it talks about the test of a prophet now i'm not saying we take false prophets out and stone them i'm not i'm not saying that but it is the test of a prophet and i believe it's just as valid today as it ever was 
okay, since it was talked about in Deuteronomy 18. So what I saw from my experience the vast majority of the time is they always got it wrong, and it was like, but here's what would happen. Because the charismatic Pentecostal, and that whole, and I would include in this the Hebrew Roots Movement, which I've done mega, mega studies on, because that's very, very, very much intricately tied. There's also a Catholic sect of the Charismania, and Catholicism is also very, very um, prevalent in this, because the Catholics really, really want to seek after a sign, and the Charismatics very, very much want to seek after a sign. There's also a, a part of the Charismatic movement that is yoked up with the Catholics. It's called Charismatic Catholics. And we actually had, uh, I actually had one of them in my Bible study. He came to our church, but he was also a Catholic. And I had a Bible study, and when I tried to present him anything about the evils of Catholicism, he was gone. Never saw him again. Um, so... As we go further and further and further into the end times, people are going to heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They're going to want to seek after a sign more. They're going to want to have their carnality in their... And I'm not saying that's everyone's motivation. I'm not condemning anyone that, that would believe this. But what I'm saying is we've got to really be careful about this stuff. Guard our heart. Check it out with Scripture. Does it line up with Scripture? I don't really care if, if man is saying one thing you check it out with the word of god vet it go up there and look at both sides of the story okay like with the flat earth stuff i mean to this day i can't tell you how many people are buying into this whole ministries that i mean one in particular i won't even mention it i can't even associate with anymore because they've totally went over to flat earth and i, I just boggles my mind i have a whole gigantic file debunking that it's just video after video after video but here's the problem people will only look at one side of the story they won't look at both and that's what happens with in a way with the charismania and with all these prophecies that tickle yours it's so appealing to the flesh that yeah i know it didn't come to pass but it felt so good I'm just going to ignore the fact that I just got all of these false prophecies and I'm going to keep going down this road. Because it feels good and I like the way it makes my flesh feel. It makes me feel important when somebody comes up to me and say, I got a word of God for me. Wow, I'm so special. And you know what? I'm just going to stick with this because they didn't mean it. It wasn't on purpose. And yeah, they've had umpteen false prophecies in the past. But we're going to ignore that, and I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm going to keep going down this road. When I came out of the charismatic church, I've told the story before, I showed everybody the research that I was seeing. I had a 20-hour, 20, 20 hours of footage on the, uh, just keying uh, the Toronto Blessing Unmasked. If you can find it on the internet, those are my VHS tapes that I sent to a listener in Europe and it took him a while, but he finally got those videos up. They're not the greatest of quality. Remember, the recordings of recordings, and they're like from like the, the 80s and the 90s on VHS tapes. But I played everybody those 20 hours of footage. It was like 9 or 10 people that came out of the charismatic church I was in. And um, played them that. Showed them the stuff on the King James Bible, which was really the crux of how I got out. I mean, I'm serious. When I, when I got a hold of the 
the truth of the King James Bible, that's what really opened my eyes. It was like God took the blinders off. I really believe that's why it's so important. What Bible are you reading? Don't believe that. Key in KJV or King James at the keyword search at contendingfortruth.com. I'm just telling you, that's what happened to me. You don't have to believe it. Fine. But I'm telling you, it made a gigantic impact on me as far as getting the scales removed from my eyes. It was the main thing that brought me out of the charismatic church. Because then all of a sudden, I got my eyes open in one area. Okay, what's the word of God? And then all of a sudden, all this other stuff started becoming clear to me. Like, wow, you know, pastor, I mean, if even if tongues are biblical, okay, you can make a case for that. But why is everybody praying in tongues at the same time in your church, like in total chaos, and you know, all these people interpreting, and it was just everything that was going on wasn't biblical in the church. And that's the problem, is, is if you start giving way in one area, then other stuff starts, and then just the church turns into a big chaotic mess. That's the reality of most charismatic churches. Pentecostals are not as bad from what I've seen. They're not as insanely crazy as what's going on in a lot of hardcore charismatic churches. Um, because charismatic is a whole other level, typically, from my experience. So... Anyway, those people that had come out of that church with me, as much as I had shown them and as much as they were convinced, every single one of them had went back into the church, into the charismatic church within, I believe, one to two years. All of them were back into it. You know? And um, it's just super, super, super appealing to the flesh. To carnality. I'm not saying everybody in, in the charismatic church is unsaved. I'm not, I, I had a lot of friends I dearly loved. I, I still do. And, and, and I'm not saying they're not saved, but they're, they're definitely deceived on some major levels. And they've been shown. And to whom much is given, much is required. Uh, so it's very dangerous, okay? Um... Let me just read a little bit more here, and we'll get into some more Bible verses about this. So, <clears throat> this particular gentleman said, it was more than 15 years ago that I first heard the suggestion that this annual event might be a fulfillment of Revelation 12 in some particular year. Since then, the interest in this idea has increased, with some people speculating or even predicting that this is the year, only to forget about it when nothing significant transpired before moving on to next year's occurrence. And I, like I said, that just rings so true to me because I've been there, I've done it. I never, ever gave any prophetic utterances to anyone. Okay, I never went up to somebody and said, oh, God told me. I never I never did that. I mean, thank God. I mean, granted, I mean, if God had given me something, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but I just never, I don't know. Maybe God just only let me be, let me be deceived so much. Okay. Not to say he couldn't give somebody prophetic utterance, but we need to always vet it with the word of God. We need to test the spirits as the Bible talks about. We need to judge righteous judgment as Jesus Christ said. And I don't mean hypocritical judgment where it says, judge not lest ye be judged. Okay, That's when you're a hypocrite and you're judging the speck in your brother's eye when you have a beam in your own. You got to be, you know, he who is spiritual judgeth all things. The Bible says if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So you gotta you gotta vet judgment too because everybody will just say, yeah just don't judge don't judge anybody 
Whoa, 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 whoa. What about all the verses that says to judge? The reason the church is in the mess that it's in, a big reason, is because there is no true righteous judgment in the church. There's no real church discipline. There's no vetting of what's going on in the church. It's like anything goes. And that's a whole other subject. But some Bible verses. Matthew 16.4, Jesus said, A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. So we got to be real super careful about that. Okay? Got to be real super careful. Now, could he give us a sign? Sure. But I'm talking about, are we seeking after a sign? Like, I probably the best example would be the Catholics. Because, you know, especially the ones that, oh, I'm going to go to Lourdes, the whatever, and go to Fatima, and the Lady of Medjugorje, and the Lady of Guadalupe, and, oh, I heard about this painting where it was oozing disgusting, stinking oil, and it was Mary, and, you know, all these really weird, disgusting signs that the Catholics, or the stigmata where the things are bleeding and stuff, I mean, all kind of weird, crazy stuff, you know? And another thing, too, to remember about this particular subject is remember the Antichrist and the false prophet, when they come, how are they going to deceive the whole world? Through their signs and lying wonders and miracles. Okay, that's the primary way that the whole world is going to be deceived. You look at Project Bluebeam, what they already have the capability to do about putting gigantic holographic images up in the skies. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. That all figures into this. If people are primed and peaked and ready and expecting some big sign, don't think that Satan won't meet them at their need. So we have to really be build our rock on the solid, build our house on the solid rock of Christ Jesus, on Scripture, on drawing close to God, and not our own opinions. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who shall, who can know it? The Bible says that he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. But I thought the, the jewelry commercial said, trust in your heart, it'll never fail you. Yeah, that was straight from the pit of hell. Okay? There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14, 12, and 16, 14. I mean, the end thereof are the ways of death. All of this is about trusting in your own heart and going outside of scripture to, you know, let, you know, going outside of scripture and letting that guide your life. And, and a lot of this falls under the banner of seeking after signs and wonders and miracles and things of this nature. I've read accounts about Lucifer where people that are in the occult, they have um, seen him and now they're not all the same. But some of them say that when you see him, they've seen him, he appears as this light being. And the Bible says if he can appear as an angel of light, Satan, Lucifer, can appear as an angel of light. It's no marvel that his ministers can also appear as ministers of righteousness. The Bible says that very clear. I mean, he was the anointed cherub that covereth. He probably covered like the throne of God. He was like the highest angelic being ever created, essentially. And when people see him, I, I just heard this the other day from another person of, of, of an occult experience, they had generational Luciferian, they'd grown up in this, and they, she said that um, she never had felt such love 
emanating from this light being, this gigantic light being. It was just beyond overwhelming and just, man, we're talking, you're going to have to have your A game on. You're going to have to really be grounded and rooted in scripture to get through the coming deception that's coming. Um, and again, whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, pre-wrap, whatever, you need to be preparing like that, like you're going to go through that deception, I think. We need to, you know, in other words, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. But, you know, just saying, it's good, it's better to be prepared than not be, obviously. So, we got to be super careful. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. That's what Jesus Christ said. We gotta be super careful about this stuff. Um, Matthew seven fifteen. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Second Timothy four three through four. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, which is kind of what I'm doing today. Rebuke exhort with all long suffering and doctrine for the time will come when they will not endorse sound doctrine that's where we're at but what what's it all about what what is this verse saying the verse is basically saying that sound doctrine is should be the basis for our for all our decision making and that doctrine is obviously the word of god for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers. And remember what I said about the charismatic church. It's so carnal. It's so appealing to the flesh. What is that? Well, that's a lust. It's a lust for that appealing to the flesh. For the I mean, I've been there, done it. I know what, it, I know what they're talking about. It is powerful. It is powerful stuff. It's like a drug when you get into that stuff. So, um, <clears throat> they shall heap to themselves teachers, notice it's plural, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from truth. What is truth? The word of God. Thy word is truth. The Bible says that. And shall be turned unto fables. And again, to me, this is just one more fable that we're talking about today. One more where they're trying to jam a square peg into a round hole prophetically. And we're going to be looking more at that, why I'm saying that. I have a, a long-time listener, and this is what inspired me to do this teaching. She emailed me, and she's like, I know you might not agree with this, but I'm, I, I, and she's promoting this. And I'm like, I emailed her back, and I'm like, do you realize you're in really big trouble with God? Number one, you're a woman up there teaching both men and women. Now, you could sell your chauvinist whatever. Listen, your argument's not with me. It's with the word of God. Okay? I, I am, I'm not like a chauvinist. I'm just saying, this is what the Bible says. I've done a whole teaching on this. What women can do for the Lord. I center the teaching. Just key in women in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. There are parameters in the Bible regarding that, and it's sure not, being online teaching men and women in a teacher almost slash pastoral capacity i don't call myself a pastor i just call myself a watchman 
Pastors be the husband of one wife. Okay, I'm not married, so I don't. I wouldn't. Number one, number one, and primarily, I'm not called to be a pastor. Okay. I am called to be a watchman and a teacher, I believe, but not a pastor. The deacon must also be the husband of one wife. Okay, not the wife of one husband. You got all these women up there that are, bless God, they're pastors of their own churches. I'm like, oh my word, do you realize your whole life is is an abomination? Your, your whole ministry is an abomination in God's eyes. I'm sorry, but this wouldn't have even been debated 100 years ago. There were no women that were the head of their own, I mean, other than maybe their, their cult, like Ellen G. White for the Seventh-day Adventists, who, who started that cult. Sure, that witch started that cult, and she was the head of her own cult, fine. But there were no women that were the head of their own churches 100 years ago. And, and again, you could say, well, you're chauvinist, whatever. Read the Word of God. It's very, very clear. And read it in the King James. Listen to my teaching. Also, all I do is give you scripture. Look at the PDF that goes along with it. I just document it step by step I'm like and i'm like do you realize you're really big trouble number one going up there and basically doing a bible study on this to both men and women online and yet they're up there saying well i heard from god and he said this and he's no you didn't hear from god not if it contradicts the word of god you heard from satan or one of his devils or demons and they're deceiving you because God, you know why? God is not the author of confusion. So therefore, because of all the clear parameters in there, and not only that, this is so easily debunkable, this whole Revelation 12 sign, September whatever sign, and it, it, it's just, it's, it's maddening to me because these are longtime listeners and I've had this happen, you know, and it's like, wow, we really are in the end times. You know, I don't know what more I can do. I, I'm not a pastor. I can only try to get the truth out there. I'm not saying I'm perfect or I'm infallible or whatever, but man, come on, guys. I mean, really? Really? And every single one of these female ministers that gets up there always gets off into bad doctrine. Every single time. I've never not seen it happen. Why? Because it's unbiblical. And when it's a biblical, you're opening a door for Satan. So Satan comes in, he meets you at your need, tells you what you want to hear, tickles your ears, and you start thinking, I'm hearing from God. And you're not. You know why? Because your life is contradicting the word of God. And that's all I need to know. It's that simple. It's that black and white. Well, no, I'm a special case. No, you're not. No, you're not. Be like me saying, I'm so special because I'm doing this and all. No! What is that? Pride? You've let pride come in. And you know what? The pride's blinded you and you're not even seen remotely straight anymore. Yet you think you are. You think you're doing God's service. But you're not. Because you're contradicting the word of God. I'm sorry. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth according to Galatians 4.16? Evidently, because that's most of the time when you tell someone the truth, you become their enemy. And there will come a time when they that kill you will be thinking that they're doing God's service. You've got to really be careful because once you start going down that road, you're just going to get progressively more and more and more self-deluded. 
and it's not going to end in a good place. They shall turn away their ears from truth and shall be turned unto fables. 1 Timothy 6, 20 and 21. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane and vain babblings. And there's a lot of that today. Remember, the Bible says in Daniel, in the end times, knowledge shall increase. But that doesn't always mean, that doesn't mean that all the knowledge is going to be true. We've had, with the advent of the internet, we've, we have more access to knowledge now than any other time on the face of the planet. But you also have access to every other false religion. There's, there's more cults now than there's ever been. There's like, I heard there's like 32,000 Christian denominations. Over 32,000? Like, and I would have to say, for the most part, pseudo-Christian denominations. Meaning they, they think that they're, well, which one's the right one? There's no Bible for denominations. There is none. I've done teachings on this. It's, it's really, honestly, what denominations do is it's a source of pride. Well, bless God, I'm a Baptist, so therefore I'm right on with God. Or I'm a Presbyterian or an Episcopalian, and I'm right on with God. No, that's pride. I just call myself a Bible-believing Christian. Say by the mercy and grace of God through the Lord Jesus Christ, his shed blood, his death, burial, and resurrection. And all I deserve is death and hell. That's, you know. And I don't even know why he puts up with me anyway. Because if I was him, I'd probably strike me dead because I can't even stand myself half the time. That's pretty much how I think about myself. Okay, so... The denominational label thing, to me, is just one more deception of Satan. The Bible talks about, it was in Romans, and I talked about this not too long ago. One says, I am of Apollos. One says, I am of Paul. One says, I, what is that? That's the, that's the, the yearning and the beginning for wanting some denominational system. Well, I got saved under, under Paul. Well, I got saved under Apollos. Well, I got saved under Timothy, and I'm better than you. Oh, really? I see no Bible for any of that. Sorry. I just don't. I don't see it. You know? Anyway, avoid profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science, falsely so-called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. This is basically what we're talking about here today. Matthew 24, 24, Jesus said, and regarding the exact times we're living in, because this is about the end times, and I mean literally where we're at, right on the cusp of, in and on the cusp of, Jesus said, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And in particular, the false prophets. What are we talking about here today? Well, the prophecy of, of, of September 24th, and it being Revelation 12, Mm. Wow, they shall deceive the very elect. So we should be on more on guard for that particular dynamic than any other thing. Um, 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. He's got more devices now than ever. And guess what? They're increasing exponentially by the day. 
we really need to be praying also against these D-Wave computers and CERN. Because I really believe they're creating a lot of problems and in horrible issues in the world. They're releasing devils and demons and all kinds of horrific garbage. These D-Wave quantum computers, which I need to do a study on this very soon, and CERN, and the particle colliders in general, which are creating literal dark matter, which we've talked a lot about that, which is literally allowing these malevolent entities, which are deceiving people and, and creating unbelievably horrific behavior in mass. And that's why they're there. That's why they've created... And, and just, Pray against them, is all I can say. Uh, we've got more to deal with now than, than any other generation that has ever lived on the planet. We've got more ways we can be distracted. We've got more demonic deceptions. We've got more of everything evil to deal with. They're trying to destroy us on so many levels. Body, soul, and spirit. You know, you look at the GMOs, you look at the chemtrails, you look at the fluoride and the chlorine and the water. That's just the physical, and there's all these spiritual things. And this is why... To even try to have this ministry, for me, is so daunting because the subjects are so huge and broad and there's so much to try to cover. It's just overwhelming to try to deal with this. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.15, first part of the verse, But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Remember, Jesus said in John 7, 24, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Righteous judgment. Okay, not hypocritical, not, oh, I'm so wonderful and I'm such a better Christian than you because I know more than you and I'm in a better denomination than you and, and I use all the Hebrew names of God so therefore I'm better and I keep the Sabbath and I'm, I'm this and I'm that and and I don't do that and you do that. No, that's pride. That's pride. And God detests pride. The Bible says to consider the pit from whence you were dug. Okay, we need to humble ourselves as little children before God. Before Jesus. Unless you humble yourself as a little child, you will not see the kingdom of God. The Bible's very clear on that. So what 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 prayer please God in the Bible, where, where one of the times, very, very few times where it ever said a prayer, please God, Solomon's prayer, before he got, you know, his thousand women and went off and into, you know, chasing after other gods, when he humbled himself as a little, he says, I'm as but a little child, I know not whether to come in or go out apart from thee, Lord. Give me wisdom to guide this great people you've given me. And he didn't even ask for riches or wealth or anything like that. That pleased God. And God gave him that the wisdom greater than than any other man that ever walked the earth other than jesus and also riches and wealth unfortunately he, you know but he did i do believe there's there's scriptural evidence to believe that he did repent in the end and that you actually see solomon in heaven um i i believe you're gonna see saul in heaven what do you mean there's no way king saul's in heaven the Bible says when, when, when the witch of Endor brought Samuel up that Samuel told him before Saul's last battle, he says, you will be with me tomorrow. 
basically. Where, well, where was Samuel? He sure wasn't in hell. He was a good, he was a wonderful priest. He was in paradise. He was in Abraham's bosom. Okay? He said, You're, you and your sons are going to be with me tomorrow. Jonathan. Now, we know Jonathan was awesome. I mean, he was, he was awesome. I mean, that, that, he was like David's good best buddy. Oh, love him. Love that story about him. And that was where they were going to be in Abraham's bosom. So Solomon, or yeah, um, Saul, I'm sorry. So anyway, okay, so then we have the next verse, and the last one I'm going to be looking at, or at least for this little part here. Jeremiah 48.10, Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. So you got to be real careful if you think you're doing God's work. Well, I know, he spoke to me. Oh, really? And he spoke to you to do something that's against Scripture? Oh, I don't know. I mean, angel, the, Satan can come as an angel of light. He's the best deceiver of them all. Could it be that you weren't hearing God's voice at all? My sheep know me, Jesus Christ said, you know, my sheep know me, and they hear my voice, they follow me. Gotta be super careful. You could be doing the work of the Lord, thinking you're doing the work of the Lord, but you're not, and you're doing it deceitfully. You're bringing a curse on yourself. Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. Gotta be super careful. I'm not, I'm not judging you. I'm warning you. I would say this as much to myself as I would anyone else. We need to always examine ourselves to be to see if we are, are in the faith. I mean, are, are we, you know, examine yourself. He, you know, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Okay, those verses to me are comforting because it's like, okay, these are things I can actually do to, like being right stead with god humbling myself as a little child um examining myself uh judging myself uh humbling myself before god uh going before him as a little child these are things we can do i really do believe that, that we can do personally to bring ourselves back into right standing with god if we're not and, and even if we are to stay in right standing not to say that we're going to walk around in sinless perfection. If we, the Bible says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Okay, First John. So we got to be careful on that too. Like there's, you know, I've said that before about people that are walk around thinking that they're in sinless perfection. You know, that's what is that? That's pride. So it's, it's kind of a balancing act. <clears throat> got to be careful. Humility is the remedy for pride. Pride is the worst sin in the Bible. It is the sin that blinds you and you don't even realize that you're in it. And it blinds you it just like it did to Lucifer when he fell because of his beauty, because of his merchandise. The Bible says he was lifted up and then he wanted to basically usurp the throne. He really was so self-deluded that he was thought that he could usurp the throne of God, take over heaven or whatever. That's how deluded Lucifer was. And he realized, after he got kicked out of heaven, and a third of the, of the fallen angels, that no, you were wrong, that was delusion. 
and your pride had blinded you, and um, you're destined for the lake of fire, buddy. Sorry. You know? So you got to be real careful. Pride is where it usually starts. And what is the opposite of pride? Humility. You know? And the fear of the Lord. Because the fear of the Lord breeds humility. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, knowledge. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. So there's a protective thing there. Okay, so so like, for instance, the other day, I mean, and a lot of times, you know, like I want to go out and engage stuff or whatever. And, you know, there's all this stuff about, there's been an explosion of stuff on the internet lately about black-eyed children. Okay, I don't... For a long, long time, there was nothing. Nothing about that. I mean, it was no new information. Now, all of a sudden, there's been this gigantic explosion. We're going to see a lot more of the supernatural stuff, I'm telling you. And it all goes with the signs and lying wonders and mirrors. It all goes with the whole, as darkness is increasing, these malevolent creatures are going to have more authority, more right to basically manifest in our plane of existence okay so there's been a lot of stuff about that i'm down i'm, I'm downstairs in in my basement oh was it three or four nights ago and um and again i wasn't expecting this or whatever and i'm down there and i've got i'm, I'm it's pitch black i got my headlamp on and um i was doing some errands i'm just not errands but i was i think i was doing laundry and stuff I'm down there and I start hearing this weird sound. And it's coming from a specific part of like, it felt like it was, I didn't know what it was at first. It, it sounded like it was an, I don't even know. It was almost like a really, really nasty animal. And it was coming from a specific part and it was like, in the, toward the front of my house right where the wall was and i wasn't sure if it was and it was oh it's fourth of july because there were fireworks going on and, and i was like it was like 12 at night and i'm like is that the fireworks what is that and I, i'm walking over there and it sounds like a big guttural growl i mean like Ugh, and i'm like what is that and I didn't know if an animal had gotten, like, into one of, like, my... I have, like, storage down there. And I didn't know if an animal had got into, like, one of my containers or something. And, I mean, this thing sounded as nasty as you could imagine. And it was guttural. And it was low. And it was... It sounded whatever it sounded like. It sounded huge, big, and, I, and I'm like, it's not in my containers. And then I'm like, it sounds like it's behind the wall because the my basement's like, yeah, it's, it's like underground there, halfway. And I'm like, it sounds like it's under the wall. And I, I wasn't even really like in like full battle, spiritual, I'm trying to figure out what this was. So I'm over there and I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to start. I mean, this went on for like a couple minutes. And it was just going on. It's kind of slow, slow down. Then it would just ramp up again. It was not the fireworks. 
and I've never heard anything like it in my life. And I started praying, and I am telling you, as immediately as I started praying, it stopped. I wish I would have had my camera going. It was almost like one of those things where, oh, can't go back. I'm like, oh man, if I could have got this on camera, I mean, just the sound would have, I mean, it, it would have translated over to camera. I mean, maybe not as, as demonstrative as me standing there hearing this thing, but I'm telling you, man, it was, whatever it was, was super mega demonic. And, well, how do you know? As soon as I started praying, it stopped. I've never heard it before. I've never heard it since. It stopped immediately as I started praying. I've went down there several other times now since then, at night, during the day, haven't heard anything like it. Never heard anything like it before or since. So, I don't know what that was about, but that's the power of, of the Lord, though. It wasn't anything me. It was just, you know, I prayed, had the faith to believe in, and it stopped whatever was trying to get in the house, you know. So, that was pretty cool. I mean, I love that stuff. Um, anyway, so, let's go back to the study here. Um, however... And again, we're going all the way back into the study on the Revelation 12, September 24th thing. However, this year's event has attracted much more attention than previously. So why is this year so different? One possibility is the addition of Jupiter to the mix. Some people claim that this year Jupiter will be near what is supposed to be the womb of Virgo. So it represents the child that the woman is about to give birth to. Jupiter takes nearly 12 years to orbit the sun. So this is a period which Jupiter moves through the zodiacal constellations, spending about a year in each one. In fact, I first saw Jupiter when it was close to Virgo in 1969. I have watched Jupiter pass through four complete orbits since then. This means that Jupiter appears in the part of the, of the Virgo, of Virgo corresponding to her womb, along with the sun in Virgo and the moon at her feet for a day or two every 12 years or so. So this basically, this alignment happens about every 12 years in this particular thing they're talking about with Virgo. The last time this happened was in 2005. So why, why was that event not heralded for its prophetic significance like it is now? Okay, I suspect it is because the YouTube was very new then, having started in February of that year. This year, with the huge popularity of YouTube, it is much easier to propagate these ideas. Remember, you have to also ask yourself the question, if you're watching anything, is this clickbait? Is the, am, am I watching this because they're trying to get me to click into it because advertising is connected to this? Because their living and their livelihood is connected to YouTube? Do they have a hidden agenda in that regard? Oh, you know that's the case with YouTube so much of the time. Okay, so so always be thinking about well, what is the what what could be their possible uh, alter, ulterior motive here? Money. I mean, you think the people that have done the, the four blood moons and all the books that were sold on that and the whatever tetrads and the all these pro, pro, you know how much money people are making. You know how much money the charismatic movies made, uh, movement has made and the, and the Pentecostal movement has made by giving out these prophecies and then people, oh no, I gotta know about this and I gotta know about that and buy my book, do this, do that. Send me your money, you know. The love of money is the root of all evil. 
you know that's the norm for modern day christianity isn't it the whole 501c3 movement lukewarm movement tickle your ears don't say anything to whatever to biblical because that might scare people away oh we, we're under the old testament levitical tithe oh really oh but to support the levitical priesthood in the temple well bless god yes okay the workman is worthy of his labor i get that and and as a man of purpose in his heart so let him give that's what the new testament says and i'm not saying pastors shouldn't be taken care of and stuff but to claim that we're under old testament levitical law is totally unbiblical done a whole study on that just can't tithe in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com man i'm stepping on a lot of toes today i've covered a lot of stuff i'll probably lose i don't know how many listeners after today but you know i'm sorry am i therefore become your enemy because i tell you the truth you know just saying i'm not trying to lose listeners but i'm just saying i mean you know sorry i'd rather be right with god in that regard than you know than not try to tickle someone's ears um i love you enough to tell you the truth anyway so another factor is the addition of the three naked eye planets in leo not naked plants, but naked eye planets. Uh, above the head of Virgo. The videos promoting the supposed sign claim that the constellation Leo has nine stars. So the addition of these three, quote, wandering stars, even though they're not stars, they're planets, brings the total number of stars in Leo above the head of Virgo to 12, with the 12 stars forming the crown of the woman in the sky, according to Ro revelation 12 1 remember let's go back to revelation 12 1 where it says and there appeared a great wonder in the heaven a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars stars three of these are planets <laughs> they're not stars so do we believe the word of god or don't we well they kind of look like stars they're not though okay so let's be accurate here again they're trying to they're trying to stuff a square peg into a round hole to fit their narrative so they can either get more followers, get more clickbait, get more books sold or whatever. Get more of a following. I mean, I'm sick of it. I've seen this stuff over and over again. All these prophecies and all these people that are supposedly hearing from God, true prophets and prophetesses of God, and none of these prophecies ever come to pass. You need to look at that. You follow any of these supposed prophets. Look at their track record. Have they nailed it 100% of the time, all the time? Well, they nailed it like 50. That's no good. In Deuteronomy 18, they would have taken them out and stoned them. Mm. They need to either get saved or really get right with God. Because they're deceiving people. And they're going to cause people to fall away because when a lot of those prophecies don't come to pass, people will give up on God. It's been my experience. Why? Because they were trusting in man. And cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 5. Why were they trusting in man? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But he felt so right tickled my flesh it was amazing i felt such a peace about him it was a false peace or her it was a false peace sorry 
I'm a big wet blanket with two legs. That's what I am today. And two arms. A big wet blanket. I'm raining on people's parades. I'm Johnny Raid Cloud in the flesh. I I admit it. Okay? Sorry. Anyway, um, so we've got here. The three wandering stars brings the total number of the stars in Leo above the head to Virgo to 12 and the 12. And I'm only getting started here, okay? If, if you're not convinced yet, stick with me a little bit here. Because we're just getting started on this. Um, with 12 stars forming the crown of the woman in the sky, according to Revelation 12.1, except that Leo has more than nine stars. Let me read that again, just so this is all clear. The videos promoting the supposed sign claim that the constellation Leo has nine stars. So the addition of these three wandering stars, which aren't stars at all, but planets, brings the total number of stars in Leo above the head of Virgo to 12. With the 12 stars forming the crown of the woman in the sky. According to Revelation 1, they say. Except that Leo has more than nine stars. Where did the people touting the supposed fulfillment of the prophecy get the idea that Leo has nine stars? Every presentation of the September 23rd event that I have seen has used the popular Stellarium software package to illustrate the events of September 23rd. Why? Because it fits their narrative. Sure enough, the lines connecting the stars of Leo into an outline of a lion include nine stars in that particular stellarium online popular software program that's why it's so important to vet stuff however even the stellarium display shows the other stars in leo that are not connected by the lines and a different depictions of leo connect different numbers of stars god is not the author of confusion for instance, the monthly star chart in April 2017 issue of Sky and Telescope magazine, pages 42 and 43, connects 13 stars with lines in Leo. The star chart at this website connects, at this website, and they give a link here, connects 10 stars. None of these charts connect a line to the Omicron Leonis, which is the technical name for Leo, evidently, in the sky, the star that forms the front paws of Leo. When showing Leo to people, I always point out that this star marking Leo's paw. By the way, the Digistar 5 software in the Stargazer's Planetarium at the Creation Museum connects 10 stars in Leo, including the Omicron Leonis, which is evidently the main one in Leo. Now remember, if there's one of these things that are off, then the whole prophecy goes out the window. Hopefully, we've... I mean, there's so much doubt on this already just from what I've shown you. Hopefully, that I mean, God is not the author of confusion. And you can't see this thing from the sky anyway. It's not like people are going to look up and say, oh, wow, it's all happening just like the Bible says in Revelation 12, right before my very eyes. You're never, ever, ever going to see that unless you have like a telescope and, and, and you believe what you want to believe and have the specific software running you want to have running. And then just choose to not look at a lot of other stuff that would debunk it like we're looking at today since the claim that leo has nine stars is false the assertion that the addition of three planets which aren't stars at all brings the total number of stars in leo to 12 is false as well see that one thing that we just covered totally blows this whole thing out of the water and that's just one thing we've already covered more 
and we'll cover more now and how rare is this occurrence to have these additional three planets in leo at the same time that jupiter is in virgo and again how much more can i emphasize that these three planets aren't stars and the bible's clear that the 12 stars in revelation 1 are all stars planets are not stars i believe the bible's accurate so isn't it isn't that common but certainly has happened many times over the past six thousand years so the claim that this unusual event is so rare is also false as well and how do we know that jupiter must represent the child there is no evidence for that either i mean this is just coming apart by the seams instead this is a mere assertion that someone made with many other repeating the claim it's like the flat earthers again this is a conjectural assertion not supported by any facts these sorts of claims amount to the Rorschach tests in other words people tend to see in them what they want to see and that is the problem with like again flat earth they look at one side of the story they don't look at the other stuff debunking it and they go hook line and sinker earth is flat i'm sold done i don't care what you show me my mind's made up don't confuse me with the facts when it's so incredibly easily debunkable oppositions of science falsely vain and profane babblings heaping to themselves teachers having itching ears remember we're moving into the most deceptive time the world's ever known shouldn't now be the time if ever that if anything new comes your way that you should be like whoa okay let me really vet this hardcore because i'm right now the bible says i should be more on guard than any other time in the history of mankind yet people just swallow lies now more than any other time i've ever seen without vetting them at least pray and fast about it compare it with the word of god go up there and see if if there's anything out there that that is is going to you know that can debunk it conclusion i have identified several problems with the supposed sign of september 23rd 2017 however there are other broader problems with it as well one of the purposes that god ordained for the stars is for them to be signs and again remember these three they're three planets they're counting in leo that are just planets they're not even stars and they're they're counting that as the 12 stars <coughs> for revelation 12 1 however to be truly a sign shouldn't such things be obvious to the masses of the people no god only wants it to be apparent to like one special person on the planet that has a big enough telescope and a big enough brain to figure it all out and we all we we, we none of us really you know i thought the bible says that the word of there's of no private interpretation of the word of god but see that's how cults get started some dude or dudess comes along and says oh god spoke to me about this and that's what this means and you know what they start their own little cult kind of how you know the jehovah witnesses got started how the mormons got started it's kind of how the seven day Adventists. i mean all these pseudo-christian cults they all believe that they had some visitation and the case of mormon is oh the angel moroni appeared to joseph smith and gave him the golden tablets the golden plates or whatever 
Oh, move everybody to Salt Lake City. Do this, do that. Oh, here's the Book of Mormon. It, yeah, it supersedes the, the Word of God, but that's okay. Here's the Pearl of Great Price. Here, yeah, it supersedes the, the Bible, too. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, oh the Watchtower magazine supersedes in the, in the Jehovah Witness cult. Well, yeah, it, it's angelically inspired, even though it's made, it's predicted the end of the world like three or four or five times wrongly, you know. And if it's the Word of God and if it's true, it would never be wrong. But, you know, just ignore that. Ignore that. We'll gloss over that. Yeah. Ellen G. White was a witch, and, and she started the Seventh-day Adventist cult. And But no, 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 follow her, because she's a good witch. She's a white witch. Um, do all this stuff to get into heaven. Do this, do that. It's all workspace. Yeah, it's true. And only certain people get to wear, and if you're a Mormon, you'll, develop, you'll dwell in eternal tabernacles on the planet Kolob and have, you know, make millions and millions of spiritual babies with your wives there. You have, you know, a million wives. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, all of these things to, t to tickle people's ears. Just research it. Key in Mormonism, Jehovah Witness. I haven't done one on Seventh-day Adventism. But, you know, I've done one on Mormonism, Jehovah Witness, you know. It's, it's insanity. And some typically dude came along at one point and thought he was hearing from God. Started his own little cult. And now millions of people are burning in hell. Because of that initial decision he made. And you know what I think? I think that that punishment keeps getting added to those people in hell as more people drop into hell because it all started with that guy or that woman. And they get to pay a bigger price in hell every day because there's more and more people in hell because of them. That's my theory. I don't, you know, I would think there would be Bible for it. You reap what you sow, you know. So anyway, um, okay, so let's go back to this. One of the purposes that God ordained for the stars is for them to be signs. I get that, okay, Genesis 1.14. However, to truly be a sign, shouldn't such things be obvious to the masses of people? Which they're not, obviously, we've proven that. Since the sun will be in Virgo at the time, virtually none of Virgo's stars will be visible. Okay, so this couldn't be a big, obvious sign to the masses, okay? Unless you have your star charts and all this other stuff, and you've predicted it ahead of time, and then you manipulate everything, and you jam that square peg into the round hole to try to manipulate stuff, and you count planets as stars, and do all this other stuff, and all this other rigmarole, and pull a, a, a rabbit out of the hat, and then do the milk trick or whatever with your little magic wand. Yeah, sure, you can, you can, fig you, can you know, convince people. Sure. The three planets in Leo will be visible in the early morning that day. But all will be low in the southeastern sky. Venus is very bright, so it will be relatively easy to spot. However, Mars and Mercury will not be. Because they will be much fainter. And they won't rise until the time morning twilight begins. The thin crescent moon will be visible in the evening sky, low and in the southwest. Jupiter may be visible lower in the southwest, though it will be difficult to see, since it will, since it will set before eve, evening twilight ends. That is, not all of this sign will be visible. In other words, if it was a sign, and God meant us to see it, and I'm not even talking about the biggest 800-pound gorilla in the room yet, I'm saving that. I haven't even mentioned it yet. Which really, normally I can't keep my mouth shut. But I'm just saying, because when I first saw this, there's this big 
gigantic thought that popped into my head about all this. And I'm going to save that. I'm not going to get into that yet. Because <laughs> this is so insane. So, so, so hang with me here. Because if, if this hasn't convinced you, let's, let's, let's take it to the next level, okay? Probably in the next part here. So, that is not all of this quote sign will be visible to the masses and those parts that will be visible won't be visible at the same time. <laughs> so this, this big fragmentary sign, part of it you can't see, part of it you can, but it's supposedly everybody will know that it's Revelation 12 being fulfilled. Sure. I mean, you know, everybody and their brother will. Well, this event may show up nicely on a computer screen, or, or only if you have the right computer program, though, that one stellaris program is the only one that shows it um god set the lights in the firmament of heaven not on the computer screens to be for signs so please bear that in mind because i think that's super mega important what sort of prophetic event is this sign supposed to usher in clearly most people promoting this have in mind the lord's return this is when we're all going to be raptured everybody did you know that yeah september 24th of this year revelation 12 is fulfilled and we're all going to be raptured Yep, that's what they're saying. Okay, some explicitly state this, but others mindful of the words of Jesus in Matthew 24, 36 are hesitant, we're going to read those in a second, are hesitant to make that claim. Didn't we just quote from Matthew 24, 24, that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect? And didn't Jesus say in Matthew 24, regarding the end times, was the first thing he started out by saying, by telling his apostles, is to be not deceived? What does that mean? That means that deception is going to be the main attribute of the time that we're living in now and that we're moving into, and that we're not to be deceived, and that we're to compare everything with Scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept. We're to be as Bereans. What did they do? They studied the word of God to see if the things that were said in that were so. They vetted everything. We're to be as Bereans, which is where they were first called Christians in the Bible. Did you know that? That was where the, 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 we, the, the term Christians was first used, and it was, it, was, it was used in the context of the Bereans, because they were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Because they sought the scriptures out to see the things that they were so. The ones at Thessalonica were not doing that, evidently. Or not doing it to the same extent. So, um, anyway. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 36, uh, are hesitant to make that claim, though their implications are clear enough. These sort of claims or, or intimations have been made many times before. For instance, the four lunar eclipses during the 2014-2015 caused many people to anticipate the Lord's return then. But of course, this did not happen. Oh, there's been so many. I've lost track. I mean, I, I, there's been so many, so many, particularly women prophets up there saying, there's going to be some big cataclysmic event. And I saw, I saw tidal waves go all the way to the, to the, to the mountains of North Carolina. And, and I mean, on and on and on. I've heard so many of these things over the years and not one of them has happened and yet people just go on 
They don't mark those which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Bible says that. Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. They deceive the hearts of the simple. Don't be simple. Be a good Berean. Vet these things out. Don't put your trust in man. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man that make a flesh's arm in whose heart departeth from the Lord. When you put your, your trust in a man or a denomination, your heart will depart from the Lord eventually, most likely. Unless, they're, unless the man in that is a, is a man of God and he's not trying to lead you astray. But even then, you want, you want to vet everything. You don't want to just... You, we put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ at the point here. In the Word of God. So, God, be super careful. I suspect the same will be true of September 23rd this year. People who get excited about supposed signs miss the point that Jesus made in Matthew 24, 36-46, which we're going to read. Instead of setting dates, we ought to be ready for his return at any moment. Are you ready? Now, again, whether you're pre-trip, post-trip, mid-trip, pre-wrath, whatever. I do believe that's a good scriptural principle, obviously. Okay? Matthew 24, 36-46 says... But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Okay, now they're, they're interpreting this to be the rapture. Okay, is, is, is the context that they're talking about here. Whether, whether you agree with that or not, I'm saying that's the context that, that is broadly applied to this. But as the days of Noah were, meaning Noah, so shall the, also the coming of the Son of Man be. And I, you hear me quote that verse all the time. What was going on in the days of Noe? Well, the big thing, if you took a news crew back to that day, I think the predominant thing you'd report on is the sons of God, the fallen angels, saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, they took them wives all that they chose, and they bore them giants, the Nephilim, the men of old, the men of renown. Okay? Hybrid creatures walking the planet that basically defiled the whole earth to the point that God had to hit the reset button, put Noah... Put eight people on the ark and, and, and the animals that were on the ark that were not defiled, drown the whole world, hit the reset button, and start over again. That's how bad it got. Because the genetics, the DNA of mankind had been so defiled. What's Satan trying to do today? Defile our DNA. In every way, shape, and form he can. GMOs, vaccination, you name it. Same stuff happening, just a totally different ways doing it talked about that a lot lately for as in the days that were before the flood that they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that noe entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of the son of man be so we're not going to know when it's going to happen that's another thing that kind of debunks this uh oh it's going to be on the 27th of september for sure Oh, really? Okay. Oh, okay. Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken, and the other left. They're interpreting this as the rapture. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Now, listen, that could happen to us right now. Well, what do you mean? What if you drop dead? You're either going to heaven or hell. Your Lord came, yet you knew not the hour. 
The Bible talks about the, the rich man that said, ah, oh, I'm going to take ease. I'm going to build more barns. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he says, thou fool, you don't know that this night I'm going to require your life from you. That, his Lord came for him that night. Okay? He wasn't ready. He was putting his trust in all his material possessions and all his wealth and all of his stuff. Thou fool, thou soul shall be required of thee this night. Now I'm paraphrasing some there, but you know what I mean. So again, this could happen to us right today. We don't know. There, there's the, we're not promised another day. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find him so doing. So in other words, what are you doing for God? Are you living for yourself? Or are you living for God? I mean, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean if we have a family, we just drop everything and, and whatever. Well, that might be your calling to take care of your family. You know, if a man take care of not of his own family, he's worse than an infidel and has denied the faith, is what the Bible says. Provideth not for his own faith. Providing also means protecting. That may be your calling. You're, you're may, it may be that you're supposed to, you know... There's people in your life that you need to witness to. And a lot of times the witness can be the way you live your life. And the fact that's the primary way. You know, I try to like, when I go out, I try to like put out tracks. I'll leave them at gas pumps. I, if, if I go out to eat, I'll leave with the tip and stuff like that. I really like those Muslim tracks by Chick because that will get people's attention. Because that's something where a lot of people are aware there's a problem. And increasingly a problem and that's a great ice breaking tool we've got tracks up on the uh, on the website about the end times but i i don't have anything to do i don't like make any profit off any of those it's just free there's a link you can click on at contendingfortruth.com and um you gotta buy them like i think 500 or 1000 at a time sorry i have nothing to do with that but it's a company that you can go and they they can print them for you anyway however you feel so led there's a lot of different ways that you can you can um get the gospel out and witness and 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 and, and again there, there's different ways that people are called to serve god as well maybe it's volunteering you know at um the homeless shelter or soup kitchen or or, or listen i don't want to try to pin down someone's calling we're the body of christ everybody has a different calling everybody has a different function in the body can the eye say to the finger the finger say to the eye depart of me i have no need of you no it's all vital so everybody has their different callings i don't want to judge people's callings at all you know the, the some people will say well bless god i'm doing this and you're not so i'm better than you or you're not doing no 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 but blessed is that servant now, what is the highest thing we can be? That let them that is greatest among you, let him be your, or her be your servants. Let them be a servant to basically mankind. What does that require? Humility. Are you serving others? Now, again, there's a lot of different ways you can serve. 
Are you bearing the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance. These things, that's another, that's another sign. That's another way you serve God. Okay, so I, I'm not saying that to discourage people. I'm saying there's a lot of different ways you can serve God, and I don't want to ever try to like put God in a box and say, well, this is the way you serve him. That's between you and God. You know, but blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. So the Bible says our lives are not our own. We're bought with a great price. Are we serving God? Okay, that's just something you have to ask yourself, that question. I am not here to judge at all, but it is thought-provoking, and it is super important, I do believe. So that's all I have for part one. I'm way over on time here, and we're going to round this out. I don't have a lot more to go on this particular subject, but we're going to listen to a couple audios now, YouTube things, just a little bit of a couple audios that are going to just really put the cherry on top of the Sunday regarding this whole September 23rd, 2017, Revelation 12 thing. So God bless you, and we'll see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.